Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Card is Going to the Change. That's right, AIW's very own podcast. And my name is Alex Worldwide Keller, and I just want to tell you all about one of our great sponsors. That's right, Pollyanna DIY, PollyannaDIY.com, at PollyannaDIY on Twitter, Instagram, and etc. And what Pollyanna DIY has to offer you, they have excellent original wrestling enamel pins, shirts, including the Extreme Roots 91 t-shirt, Checking my hair right now. I have some medium roots. Take care of that in a bit. That's right. They have it all. And wrestling promoters and wrestlers, if you're looking to get into the enamel pin game or t-shirts, Pollyanna DIY wants to hook it up. Now let's take it to the show. The reason you hit download, the card is going to change. Once again, everybody, thanks for listening to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, as always, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free each and every week. Firstly, thanks to Angelo's Pizza. They're feeding us here as they always do while we record, and they, of course, bring pizza to you at our live events at Mount Carmel. If you want to try more of their pizza or anything else on their menu, it's all delicious. Head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. And thanks to Smart Mark Video, they record all of our live events. And if you want to relive any of those or watch them for the first time, you can purchase that on DVD or digital download from smartmarkvideo.com. And additionally, head to powerbomb.tv, sign up using the code ABSOLUTE, and you will get a 20-day trial for free. And then stick around and just keep watching the shows that we put out there from the AIW archives. And as always, thanks to Jack Prince, who helps take care of all of our printing and graphic design needs. They can do all of that and more for you, whether it be banners, t-shirts, business cards, flyers, everything and anything. For all that they have to offer, head to jackprince.com. J-A-K-Prince.com Oh yeah, that wonderful voice you just heard there. None other than the man known as Smart Mark Gary. So kind of weird that he introduced a sponsor not of his own. but Yeah, why, why is that? Uh, you know what? Because that's how the episode starts every time, Gary. So I know you appreciate special treatment, but uh, that's the way we got to do that there. Uh, we're also, as always, joined by AIW owner John Thorne. Hello. Also joining us on this episode, the extremely cute wrestler, Colin Delaney. Hi, guys. Can I do the Smart Mark video one? Hey, guys, go to Smart Mark video because Gary does a lot of cool stuff and films a lot of cool things and wears a cool hat that says Smart Mark. And I think that shirt says Smart Mark, too. What about the shorts, Gary? What about the shorts? They are not Smart Mark shirts, shorts, though. Uh, Sorry about that. Fucking Gary. Sorry. And as always, my name is Steve Guy. I'm your moderator of sorts. Uh, On this special episode, Against His Will, we have made Smart Mark Gary do this to kind of, I guess, chronicle his career, right, John? Yeah, the illustrious career of it, Smart Mark Gary, the cameraman. It has been uh, been a long time. How long has it been? Uh, 1989. 
Wow. <laughs> what kind of camera were you using <laughs> in 1989? Oh, <laughs> uh, God, I don't even remember what it was. I actually took the full-size VHS tapes in the camera, though, but... <laughs> I was going to uh, guess Betamax. I imagine no. you with one of those big shoulder units yeah, with yeah, the small tapes in it. It's been a long time. That Ooh. show actually had uh, Yoko Zuna was on it. Come on. I was just going to ask who was uh, the name of the show. Kohina Maxima. He uh, wrestled then. Uh, Ken Patera. Ivan Koloff. Uh, Often Seek of the Wild Samoans. Uh, and how does, that, how does that happen? How do you just start filming wrestling shows were you yeah. filming other things before wrestling shows yeah i actually filmed uh weddings so i was <laughs> okay how do you go from weddings to from wrestling shows because hey? i was a wrestling fan from uh i started going to wrestling in 1977 okay and i used to go to all the uh wwf tapings at the hamburg field house so three w's every, at that point yes yeah. so it was uh a tuesday night in allentown wednesday night in allentown or in hamburg and that was every three weeks, so just a big fan of wrestling. And Gary, you ain't that it. old. Quit lying. Oh, my God. I wish. 50, <laughs> uh, 51 years old. Come on. But how I'm do you, old. Does someone discover you at a wedding, like a conversation starts, and you're like, yeah, I'm a big wrestling fan. And they're like, well, would you want to film this wrestling thing? Or do you reach out to someone? No, I don't even know how it happened. Dino Sauna, Afa, and Sika reached out to me <clears throat> and got me to tape their one show. It's and a big deal. Yeah, so it was kind of cool. Did you record one of their weddings first? I did not. Yeah. Have I, you? That would have been cool. Have you recorded wrestler weddings? I have not. Come on. What? No. When, anymore, when I'm done taping wrestling, I don't want to tape you anything see, else. You definitely don't want to see anything else, right? Hell no. I tape so much wrestling. Um, How many wrestling shows do you think you've taped in your life? We then? did over 100 the one year. So you figure I'm taping since 99, or 89 till now. So, think you broke a thousand? Oh my god, yeah. Oh, for sure, had to have, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. We're, we're pushing twenty years at this I, point. I'm still like blown away that Yokozuna was on the first <laughs> yeah. show that you recorded. Yeah, he wrestled as Kohina Maxima, but that is wild. It's a mind. How does so? How, how does uh, how do you you and Mike Burns meet each other? What like how, what develops that relationship? Yeah, because in 1989, you're not videotaping for Smartmark. I am not. Okay. Uh, I actually met Mike Burns at a. Farmer's market, uh, flea market. He of course was, you met him at a flea market. He was selling wrestling figures. And, uh, so that's how we ended up meeting. And we just started hanging out at wrestling shows. And then I started taping for uh, Ed Zahn, Doug Flex. And that's how we ended up meeting Mike Quackenbush. And then we started the Smart Mark video thing up and ran the FWA wrestling shows. And people asked us who put our TV shows together because we were doing TV at the time. And we said we'd do it ourselves, and next thing you know, we started getting booked all over. So you're technically a television producer. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, got, you got IMDb creds, Gary? No. Do you know what IMDb is, Gary? I do not. Oh, <laughs> I do not. I, I knew the answer to that question. Yeah, I, internet Movie Database is what it stands for. No. It's, uh, I hate, I hate the internet. No. Credits you hate, hate the, the internet? internet? I hate the internet. You have a Twitter account. It's not me. It's not you? That's not me. Oh, my oh, God. Man. Mike Burns and Mike Robles, you guys suck. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Big Twan Tucker is shocked. Yeah, he follows it. it. That might be his favorite follow on Twitter, and he thought it was you the whole time. So you, you, you basically fall into working for SmartMark Video because of flea markets. Correct. That's how we started the whole thing of SmartMark Video was just 
us running the FWA wrestling shows and then people hiring us from there. And what was your what was the first gig at, out of FWA? Uh, not an FWA show or yeah, yeah. Uh, that like booked you guys out because of that. Maryland Championship Wrestling, uh, Hardway Wrestling, Eastern Wrestling Federation. They were like the first three. Uh, Doug Flexes. I don't remember what it was called back then, but it was Doug like Flex him working. Is a great name. Doug Flex working with uh, Ed Zahn, who actually was the promoter for ECW in Pennsylvania. So oh, okay. where are we on the timeline here? Like what year? Smart Mark Video. Uh, would have been when we started doing it as a company, probably ninety something, ninety seven, eight, eight ninety eight, maybe. I gotta say, we're recording this outside of Music Links right now, ahead of the show. Matt Justice just walks up, and he is astonished of the fact that <laughs> Hi, Matt Justice. That Gary is sitting in on a podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, we're rocking a suite <laughs> under a tent. Rocking a suite ECW shirt. In we're under the a rain. tent. Because uh, the locker room's Tucker outside. Is still woke. Yeah. In case you guys are curious, never stops. Gary repeatedly wakes him up with the things he says. Our AIW student Dan's here, who bought All In tickets, so AIW. we call him. We call him All In. <laughs> we got an AC what? unit going. So, right. so ninety-seven, ninety-eight ish, you think? Yeah, uh, probably was the first shows we taped as Smart Mark Video. When do you when do you start traveling to like IWA Mid South? Uh, we started doing IWA Mid South. I believe two thousand was the first year we did uh, IWA Mid South. And what, what were your first impressions of that? Um, meeting Bull Payne and having Bull Payne scare the fuck out of me with a barbed wire baseball bat. <laughs> what did he do? It was fucking crazy. And then you meet him in the back, and he was, like, so nice. Like, what did he do? Did he chase you with a bat? Chase me with a baseball bat. Yeah. What was going through your mind? This guy's fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's par for the course. That's Bull Payne. Uh, but Bull Payne's awesome. Bull Payne. I, I love Bull Payne. But back in 2000, like, uh, I don't know, Mid-South was, like, Who's who, right? Ridiculous. They were, they were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous uh, how good the shows were. But like, the first show we did was the King of the Death matches. <laughs> so the first show I go out to do for Ian is King of the Death matches, and it's. Have, had you ever seen anything like that? There wasn't a lot going on no, like that in Pennsylvania, no, right? No, there was nothing like that in Pennsylvania. Really? There wasn't yeah. anything like, like even that old ECW stuff wasn't. Yeah, you had the old ECW stuff, but it was nothing like what the King of the Death matches brought. Yeah. I mean, that was. I wasn't the sure if the early and... King of the Death matches. I mean, I'm not uh, a King of the Death match aficionado. I wasn't sure if those were a little tamer. A little tamer than they became. It was a little tamer, but there were still light tubes and panes of glass and the barbed yeah. wire and thumbtacks and fire and it was crazy. What are you thinking when you're videotaping this? You have to be scared, right? Oh, I. Now, it's not so much that you're scared, but you just try to protect yourself as much as you can. Yeah, how, I, much is, how, much is, how much has that evolved over the years? Your, your uh, I guess your armor that you, you know. You, yeah, you wear. Shannon says I wear a suit of armor when I tape. I wear safety glasses, a long sleeve shirt, long pants. Because um, some hard lessons had to have been learned over the years. Cards. Death matches mostly. Only during death matches. You know, like showing on t shirt yeah. and shorts tonight. No, I mean, like they did a. Uh, a lumberjack light tube match where the lumberjacks had the light tube. So if a guy got thrown out of the ring, you hit him with a light tube. So I'm standing <laughs> right by the guy when he gets out. And, of course, they buzz a light tube at the guy. And the glass comes up, hits me in the ear, cuts the hole inside of my ear. Um, so, yeah. So then you learn to you I got to start watching I, out for myself. I envision you wearing, like, one of those masks like the, like the beekeepers wear. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? You might need to invest in a beekeeper I, suit. I, I might have to. I'll be looking for that at yard sales. How so. many how many deathmatch shows do you think you've taped since 2000? Oh, my God. Like tournaments or just matches? Tournaments? Just, tournaments. 
probably forty or fifty tournaments. So you've had you've you've had maybe to experience more. quite a few. You've had to experience quite a few uh, injuries over those years. Yeah. Do you think Dan- the year is the be- the worst injury you got? No, Danny Havoc. I, I love Danny Havoc to death, but uh, when he was still a lot greener than now, uh, had a whole bundle of light tubes and went to throw it at a guy, and as it hit the guy, it flung in the air and landed and hit me in the head, knocked my hat back about five rolls back, and I was like seeing Loopy there for a little bit because it was like a bundle of like 30 or 40 light tubes oh and, uh, wrapped together, and I got hit with the metal ends of them. <laughs> oh uh, Necro Butcher uh, had a gallon of spoiled milk uh, it was 100 degrees outside of the deathmatch show, and somebody handed uh, Green Phantom uh, and Necro Green the... Green Phantom fan? Or no, Green Phantom Green the Phantom the wrestler and Necro. I was and thinking I, Green Lantern fan. Green Lantern. When they hit them with the gallon of spoiled milk, it all went on me, the whole How, gallon. Did you throw and up? It's, oh, no. So close. <laughs> but it smelled so bad. Like, it was it was bad. Uh, cut my one finger down to the bone with some glass the one time, but I mean, oh it's, my God. it's all stuff that's fun. to videotape. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm only videotaping. At, at this point in time, traditionally, you know, as we go through this podcast, when we're done, you will get people's promos. Are there any promos that are memorable? Not necessarily because they were good, but maybe especially the deathmatch ones, these guys get intense and you're like, is this dude coming at me with the camera? Um, let's see, deathmatch ones that are bad. I just hate when the people spit blood on me. Oh my god. They're done doing a promo, you're covered in their blood, and you're just like, what the frick was I thinking taking this promo? It's like, because they spit as they talk, and the blood just flies all over you. So they're all, they all suck. Any deathmatch promo sucks. What Um, about the regular shows? Uh, Turner and Franco, uh, Former Ring of Honors. They're promos. Right? Matt Turner and Matt, Matt Turner and, and Anthony, Anthony Franco. Franco. You remember? Yeah, I remember. How good were their promos? Oh, I don't even remember. Oh, they were they were incredible. You, the, those uh, Turner and Franco, Cloudy and Cheech matches, where Cheech yes. does like a shooting star off a speaker at the staircase and quack or no, not quack. I think Hero lost his mind about just Hero did. Off on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was against Turner and Franco. Yes. But those were actually good promos. Is that what no, they were actually they were bad, bad promos. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they were, were good. Like, so bad they were good. <laughs> so bad they were good. They were told to do promos every show just because everybody used to laugh at their promos. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was kind of hilarious, but it was like one take. and. So that's got to be like two polar opposites in your mind. You're doing deathmatch tournaments, right? Yeah. And then you start doing Chikara. You know that. Oh yeah, you, you don't have to wear the beekeeper suit there. Right? I do not. <laughs> um, yeah, Chikara was a whole different, uh, different atmosphere. Um, it was a lot of fun though. It's probably where you found this guy. Mr. I did. Delaney, it's where right? I, I first met Colin there, and it was yeah. a lot of fun. Just a fresh-faced 18-year-old kid back yeah. in Chikara days. It was. It was a lot of fun. So though. was Gary. Yeah, Gary was probably. I was. 18, yeah, yeah. 18, oh, I wasn't 18 years <laughs> into the business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, I've been around this thing way too long, but I got to videotape Carrie Von Eric. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say, who was there ever a guy who you were like in awe of? Like you're you're filming, but you're like, holy shit, I'm filming this. Terry Funk. Terry Funk. Yeah. It was okay. the first time I filmed Terry Funk. You came. Uh, you came to the bar that night with Terry Funk. How was I, that? 
love hanging out with Terry Funk. Uh, we've hung out. I, I helped ECW get buildings back in the day. Oh, well, here's a whole other yeah, fucking hold on yeah. A second. Yeah. Yeah. There's, more layers <laughs> there's a whole yeah. other layer going on. Yeah. We're going uh, into. Ed Zon was the uh, the license for ECW in Philly, and I was friends with Ed Zon, which got me involved in getting the buildings. So we got them the Flagstaff building in uh, in uh, Jim Thorpe. Uh, oh, Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. The, the Hamburg yeah. Field House in uh, Pennsylvania oh, and yeah. St. Joe's Gym in Hazleton. So, yeah, so I was working with them guys and picking guys up at the arena. and Ooh, so, so, so you were driving guys around and stuff? Well, we were asked. <laughs> it was actually really funny because we were asked the one day by Bill Alfonso to take uh, Sabu and Ra Rob Van Dam to the arena. And I told Fonzie, I'm like, yeah, I don't really feel like driving them. <laughs> and Carolina Jim was with me, and Jim was like so pissed off because he would have marked out so bad for it. But how, I just, how come you just didn't feel yeah. like? No, nah, I just didn't feel like taking them. <laughs> <laughs> but you were driving them before. Yeah, I oh, just didn't okay. want to drive them, so yeah. I was just like, no, I'm like. You know. we, got, we got Sabu making his AIW return coming I've up. I've heard that. Mike Bird just said that oh, to me. You heard yeah. it here Spoiler first. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Are you going to draw him? Wrestle Rager 3. Sabu. Oh. Sabu's back. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. That's, I hope. that's the first announcement that Russell Rager 3 is confirmed. Too. It's confirmed. It's confirmed. It is definitely confirmed. It is it definitely is confirmed. confirmed. Can I we can't a, wait. Can we get a date on the podcast? August 25th. Look at that. There it is. August 25th. Now August 25th. With yes, with Sabu. With Sabu. Uh, Gary, with you got to drive him to the building, though, you and Carolina yeah, Jim. Yeah, up. Carolina Jim would be here, but uh, he probably booked somewhere else ring announcing that day. You're going to have to go pick up Sabu and the Super Genie. He's not budging on those super genie. <laughs> so who who are you know like let's hear about who are these people that you're driving back and forth? Uh, obviously, you passed on RVD and Sabu. Um, whoever they needed us to, we would just go back to the hotel or over to the airport. And who do you think the most famous person you ever drove was? None of them. Are. I mean, I guess they all were, but it's just there's there's people. To me, they're, you know? they're wrestlers. You know, it's now they're famous, but not. Now you've told me this story once before, and I think uh, people need to hear it. You almost bought Eddie Gilbert's gear off of him. I did. Uh, off his I body? almost did buy it. Uh, the day he was leaving ECW, because uh, I used to talk to Eddie all the time there, and when he told me he was leaving, he was going to sell his stuff. And uh, he had his jacket, and I bless he had his boots and gear there. And He was selling it all. He was selling everything, yeah. He, was, he told me at that time he was going to leave, and he was getting out of wrestling, and he was going to get into politics. <laughs> Back in Tennessee, and next okay. thing you know, he but he did leave ECW that day, so that was true. Um, how much did how much did did somebody buy the stuff? Yeah, it, it did sell. Which I wish I would have bought it because super huge fan of Eddie. He was he was awesome. How much how much did did it go for? Do I don't know? remember. That was so many years ago. <coughs> I know it wasn't got a lot a though. Got to factor in inflation. It probably wasn't that much. No, but by you know nineteen but nowadays standards. Yeah. By the way, the headhunters. Oh, <laughs> headhunter A and B. Uh, we're in for Game Changer Wrestling, and they were selling their stuff also. Well, oh. I, you know, uh, I've heard I've heard Headhunter uh, A number one. Oh, is, only one, only number one sold his gear. Is, is, was was tr getting out of the business, but Headhunter two has uh, really been blowing up my Facebook yeah, instant messages, run, so, saying uh, he's ready for a singles run. Let's announce that Double Dare tournament yeah. this year with the Headhunters. <laughs> All right, what's the date? Let's get it on the calendar. Uh, it's I, not on I, the books I, yet. Against Big Twan Tucker would be incredible. You think? The head, the headhunters? Oh my God! Yeah, just one of the headhunters. Just, just one? Nope. Yeah. Single, single, single against what Big if Twan. It's a, okay, well, let's. What if it's a three-way? It's headhunter two because he's the one with the good leg. Okay. Big Twan Tucker 
and Big Mo in a three-way. Oh, you like that's that? money. You like that? <laughs> that's money. Last time I was in this building, Waste I watched money. Big Mo. Every pound of Big Mo crushed Juan Tucker, and I was <laughs> positive he was dead. I was positive he was He's dead. He's indestructible. It was unbelievable. He is indestructible. He's indestructible. And he does the greatest promos. Okay, back to the promos. Let's hear, what do you think about Big Twan Tucker's promos? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's so hard for me to understand them. Okay. There's just so much slip and tongue there, but <laughs> I need, I'd be honest. I'm not lying. I, I, don't. I need to get a hold of one of these promos. I don't think I've ever seen a Twan Tucker promo oh, in my life. Man. You ain't living, brother. I don't think I am. All right, back to, back to Gary and his evolution throughout the business. Yeah, as we talk about gear, one of the things that I notice, because I'm sitting there ringside with you constantly, uh, Gary, you like to be a little bit of a, a prankster, a joke. A ribber, a ribber. And oftentimes, really? we can see you <laughs> wearing somebody else's gear that's left ringside. When did you get so comfortable that you can do that? Like, you're above the wrestlers at this point. Wrestling no. royalty. Yeah. Um... If I go into my cell phone right now, I definitely have a picture sent to me from Gary of Gary in my Buzz Lightyear hoodie. <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> yeah, for a fact. That is true. In the parking lot. Like the day after, I was like, shit. Gary has also been known to steal championship belts from yep. guys. Yep, he's big on that. Always uh, taking my microphones. The, the, the worst, the one thing I feel real bad about those, I first time I ever met Hollow Wicket. And I love Hollywood to death. One of the nicest guys in the wrestling business. Colin, you you like sure. you like Hollywood? Oh, like, everybody really loves nice. everybody loves Hollywood. Hell of a nice I guy. Love him. I um, think he's probably the most underappreciated indie wrestler of all time. Yeah, I agree. Oh, crazy, because crazy talented, crazy nice, super soft spoken, doesn't get like any of the credit he deserves. And I, the first time I met him, he won the Young Lions Cup at Chikara. And, and I, you stole that cup, didn't you? I stole the Young Lions cup <laughs> and left the building with it in my car. And we were going to take pictures of it and post them on the internet, like with the the Young Lions cup, like all over town and stuff like that. And not realizing how nice of a guy he was, he ended up staying at the building, looking and looking and looking for oh the, my God. the cup. And <laughs> I felt so bad. And so. he's like. I feel like Quack would have had a conniption if you guys just posted a bunch of pictures of that cup all over the town. I, I don't think so. <laughs> Is this like, you're like, uh, you know, like in Young Guns, Billy the Kid, he says that he never stole a horse from a guy he didn't like. Is this kind of how Yeah, it works like, for I, you? I mean, I don't steal anything that, like, I'm not a thief. I return yeah. it. I just do like it as a joke. Playing with your friends. Like exactly. a joke on your friends. Yeah, it's like just pulling little ribs sure. and, like, I don't do anything to hurt anybody or steal anything. It's just. One Just time ribs. I had my 8x10 set out at a show, and there was a sign in front that said 8x10s, $5. <laughs> and I left, and I came back, and it had been changed to 8x10s, 50 cents. I didn't even know Gary was there. And I was like, Gary? Where is he? Oh, that was just the. Uh, oh, I just did that to the Bateri the other Like, last year they I were at some show. I not even you at the building yet, and didn't even know you were going to be at the building, and was like, fucking Gary. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> just a little shit like that. You have seen, you know, as we as we come into evolution, we keep going with it. You've seen a lot of people uh, wrestle. Obviously, you've filmed a lot of them. Are there names of guys? You just mentioned one that you think. How has this person not gotten further? Yeah, there's a lot of guys actually in AIW. Matt Justice is one of them. I think Matt Justice is 
a great talent. I think. I yeah, think he's Gary's really Gary's good. pushing the. He's he's the first guy in the Matt Justice uh, train. Yeah. He he told me you told me that when Matt Justice just got like a, I gave him like a one little like tr- you know tryout match you know and you came and you said where's this guy from what's this guy's yeah. story I did the same thing with uh, with Adam Cole when he was working as a student for CZW and actually when he was in to see Britt Baker at the one show he actually came up and thanked me for. Uh, all the times I talked with him after the show, and he used to ask me, "How do? You, how was this? How was that? What can he do better?" Because there ain't anybody around that's seen more wrestling than I have. And you're actually the one that is seeing it the way everyone else is going to see yeah. it. You're controlling that. And uh, another thing like that, um, Chris Hero, um, always really close with Chris Hero. Um, so he used to ask me, "What did I think of his match? What could he have done better? This, this, this." Low key was such an ass about this <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't like to bust on anybody but he said he came up to me and he goes what gives you the right to tell anybody what they did right or what they did wrong and I said I don't tell anybody what I think unless they ask me I said if they ask me I'm going to give them my opinion and Loki had just went off on me about that that I had no right to tell Chris Hero what I thought of his match he even asked though, you though Chris asked me and so yeah well i mean there's probably a million stories like that people can tell about loki being an asshole (laughs) we can have a whole new podcast about that we can just start this one over with just stories about loki and animal crackers and animal crackers (laughs) (laughs) so what what year do you come to aiw do you remember your first show i was it i'm not sure because robles Robles was was here first yeah and then we came in after when Mike, because Mike was doing a lot more shows out in the Midwest than what we were doing here. Uh, yeah, because it was kind of like Smart Mark was, was separated into two crews, right? Yeah, like, we have Robles like, that does all the Midwest. And you guys were all East Coast. And we were all the East Coast. Um, back then, there was a shit ton of work on the East Coast, like that there was. Jersey area. And like decent work, too. Like, it's not like that anymore, but there was like a shit ton of stuff going on in that. Well, we, had, we were doing all the combat shows, which was a lot. Right. We were doing all the Chikara shows. Yep. And Chikara would do, like, triple shot weekends. Yeah, like, like we were, and then when they did the whole uh, Wrestling Is, it was, like, three shows a month, and we were going up under the New England area, like, every, like, three times a month, we were driving six, seven, eight hours for one show, and it was ridiculous. And you guys and were used to having shows, like, an hour away from, yeah, not like even. Yeah, two hours, hour, and it was just crazy. And uh, then the whole thing with Combat Zone, when Burns told DJ he wasn't going to book anymore, very next show, DJ's like, yeah, I have somebody else taping. So that was just way of say, telling Burns, you know, okay, you don't want to book for us. We won't use you guys. And then the whole Mike Quackenbush thing with Chikara. And, yeah. That it, was a whole nother big, big thing. So it's kind of yeah. like you guys built these built these brands up through Smart Mark Video, and they kind of just went in different directions. Yeah. So you got you guys lost a lot of work. Yeah, so then we lost a lot of work, and that's when we were, uh, Robles still had a whole bunch of stuff in the Midwest, so we started coming to the uh, AIW shows, and I love coming here. Shows are always really good. And, and, and it's, it's a matter of opinion, but uh, n- neither of those brands got better or have gotten stronger without Smart Mark Video, for sure. Oh, no, definitely not. Not even definitely close. Not. No. Uh, when I, Chikara started having people tape, uh, I went to the first show that we didn't tape, and I th- I was going nuts in the building watching people tape at ringside <laughs> because the person at ringside was sitting on the floor taping. 
how do you sit on the floor and videotape a wrestling show? <laughs> and the guy on the hard camera was standing off of a ladder on the floor, not even at the camera, clapping and cheering, not even taping. And I'm just like, if Quack wanted somebody else to tape, fine, it's his promotion. Let us teach the people how to do it. I would not have cared if I went and taught somebody what to do, but he just went and got these people and I went to watch it. It's, it was ridiculous. I, I couldn't was, even watch it. I will say from you know a promoter's, uh, I guess, point of view is AIW, when we started, we would do everything on our own. We would shoot it and, you know, you're not affording good cameras like Smartmark Video has. So it's like you're getting like two different like... And we don't we didn't know what we we're doing so you're getting two different like resolutions being videotaped and then you got to try to edit it on yourself then you got to try to produce the dvd on itself and i think some promoters think it's like oh the grass is always greener because there's going to be more money on the table but for me i much prefer just paying smart mark and get it i i don't have to worry about it i don't have to worry about the fucking you know there's going to be two different resolutions showing up you know like it's gonna it's gonna look good it's gonna be produced good uh, and it's one less thing for me to worry about. So for me, I think it's well worth every dime because I don't have to stress about that. And it's in, they, they, they get it out. They put it out. Right. They, they, they right. promote it. They, the it's, it's part of yeah. their brand. So your brand is a part of their brand. You know, like Exactly. And it's like you're paying. Like when, when we, we tried to get on SmartMark Video forever and ever and ever because it, it was like that's, that's what makes you an elite independent wrestling company. Right. And, uh, you know, the day that we were finally accepted to, you know, to being on SmartMark Video, we were ecstatic. And we've, it helped raise our profile so much. Uh, oh, it, it had to. But like, like I said, like SmartMark is its own brand. And at this point, SmartMark's brand has this name that when you add yours to it, it like just. Right. It's like, and it's like, it's like a perfect storm of like, right. You know what I mean? Like two, two, uh, you know, like as, as we grew you know, Smart Rock Video, you know, brought so many different eyes on us. So it was like, it, it helped us so much more. And like, I'm so thankful for that because, you know, there was, it, I, I could not imagine having to sit there and have to edit the DVD and do all this stuff after, you know, you put in, you put in so much work at the show and do so much, you know, like running a wrestling company is very stressful. So it's like, then I couldn't imagine having to go home and then sit oh, there for hours and like, right watch and edit it's like it's it for me it's worth every penny to just be like here you know here's the money uh and then i get a finished product back on top of the distribution of you know they're they're gonna release it digitally which i could never in a million years fucking figure out how to do <laughs> you know like, me either <laughs> and uh you know th then they and they have such you know they have so much clientele built up all over the world you know right. so it's like uh, it, it gets so much more eyes on the product, and uh, you know I I love it. And now I'm you know I'm also glad to see like other newer companies coming on board. Like you guys are doing game changer stuff, and like yeah. uh, you, you know kind of seeing that resurgence of like you know elite independent companies that are you can only see through SmartMark Video. Well, that was one thing. Like when we started doing it, we the reason we started actually was after we were doing the FWA shows, and people started asking us to do their shows. I'm like. You look at some of their shows and they they look like crap and we wanted to make it look good because we were all wrestling fans that's how we got into it we're still wrestling fans if we didn't like what we were doing we wouldn't be doing it and so we went out there and we videotaped the best that we could and try to make everything we did look good and people took notice to it and they know where they can pick up independent wrestling if they go to the smartmarkvideo.com site 
there's, I don't even know how many companies we were selling their products for. Uh, people have us selling the stuff from over in Japan, um, from all over. Was um, there ever an RF video feud? Smartmark video RF feud? Um, I know there was a time when nobody liked each other, but there was okay. never a feud. Okay. Um, I've, I've known Rob. Because you're both same area. You're both same, like... Yeah. That's why, I mean, I've never... And I, I think he, like, for he tried to get into the independent wrestling production right. for a while. Yeah, he did. And, like, I, I think that that fizzled very, very yeah. quickly. Yeah, it did. I mean, yeah, I mean, I have nothing against Rob. I mean, I bought some stuff back in the 80s that, you know, I had problems with, but that's, that's the way all wrestling stuff is. It's, yeah, and I, know, I, I, do, tapes. I do think that there's such a thing as, like, over-distribution and, like, watering down. You know, there's some companies that, like, they're on every, you know, they're on every platform. You know what I mean? You can, right. you can get them from High Spots. You get them from Smart Mark Video. You get them from this weird website. And, like, uh, or they have their own website. And I think, like, what I liked about Smart Mark Video, and especially now, like, I've totally eliminated the AW online store to where it's just like you have to get it through smart mark video because like i just think it's like easier to just be like you have to go here like i know that my dvds aren't gonna wind up in like a you know 2.99 blowout sale you know and it's just like uh mike burns wants to make money for everybody that that's involved you know like that's what everybody's trying to do is make money so and uh you know i i would i would be i would be shocked to uh to see, you know, what independent wrestling would have been like if nobody would have stepped up and like try to make like, you, you know, a smart mark video, because, you know, you, you were there when you know it was like there's so much lost footage from, you know, the 90s and stuff like that. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's my lot. The stuff I taped is lost. Right. Nobody <laughs> has it. It's ridiculous. I mean, I try to go back and look through some of the old stuff, and I think I found the DVD with Kerry Von or the VHS with Kerry Von Eric, and uh, but so many of the other ones that I taped, like. Came fine. So we'll say what, in your mind, the growth of the independent scene as it is right now. If you had to kind of, I guess, rank what has helped those grow tremendously, would it be like one A and one B being video and then the internet? You could, I mean, over almost twenty years now. I think the internet has has hurt. I think it's hurt in really? the wrestling. Um, I think there's so much video footage out there that's been put on the internet and people are just watching that it's there's so I, much wrestling. I agree okay. that I agree that there's too much content available right now. Sure. That it's like it's hard to get like it's hard for like if you're starting a new independent company, it's almost impossible to get like a foothold because there's just so much content that is out there. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. You could you could sit at your house and every hour, every day for Years and not watch all the wrestling footage that's available on the internet, just on YouTube alone. And I mean, you know, I'm sure Colin can relate to this. Like, you know, probably when you broke it, there wasn't a, there wasn't a YouTube. There wasn't no. a YouTube. You know, when I got involved with wrestling, uh, I was just saying uh, the other day when I started, I would hop in the car with the Ring Crew Express with my VHS tape with my name and phone number on it. That was it. And you hand it to promoters. I would drive in the car with them, and I would hand it to promoters. And I said, I said the other day. Fuck these! Uh, fuck sending a promoter YouTube links of yourself. <laughs> I'm gonna start emailing people VHS tapes. Again. <laughs> I'm going, that's the I'm way you did it back school. then. Though. You can't that's email. How it was. I'm going VHS back. Tape, Colin. You're gonna, I'm gonna just I'm gonna US mail. US, US mail. mail. I'm gonna, gonna keep them in business. US Postal Service is gonna get some business from me. You be a real hero. But I mean, that's business. that's how you had to do it back in the day. Is Take, yep. take a VHS tape, hope that you had a double v VCR so yep. you could dub your matches over, yep. 
and then make copies of it and mail them out to people. Yeah, or drive or ride six hours in the car to hand it to the promoter and hope he had a v- VCR set up. Hope he had a VCR. But no, they all everyone had VCRs back then. But hope he had it set up at the show so yeah, he, yeah, could, yeah. he could he could he could <laughs> he could put you on the show that night. Nah, I was hoping for future bookings. I was always like, next time I'm I'm in. Next time this guy's gonna watch this VHS tape of. Me and Jimmy at 16 and be like, wow, those 16-year-old kids with the VHS can go. Yeah, I mean, right now it's like how, I mean, I love the people that do go out there and purchase the DVDs and does, do the downloads uh, off of the SmartMark site um, and help keep all the independent companies going. Um, but there's, like I said, there's just so much footage on the on the internet right now. It's, it's mind-blowing. Being AIW-specific, since it's an AIW podcast, do you have a few shows that were favorites throughout the years that uh, that you've done here? I I I don't know if I actually have favorite shows. It's it's so hard for me. Like people used to ask me how do I like their matches? I couldn't tell them how I like the matches. When I'm taping, I'm I'm taping to yeah. make sure I get it good. I can know if a match was good or not. But I don't remember the last time I was at an AIW show where I went home and says, Man, that was a horrible show. I don't think that happens. I, I can tell you my favorite moment that you probably videotaped. Which was that? When Terry Funk beat the shit out of the Duke. I did love that. <laughs> anything, anything involving Terry Funk is incredible. And when he beats up the Duke, that's even better yet. That was probably my favorite moment of all uh, time. So yeah. I can relate. Doing commentary after I do commentary for a match, if I get to the back and someone wants to know how the match was, I cannot tell them. I have no concept because I'm... You're concentrating on what you're doing. Yes, I'm on the other side. I yeah. can't even. But is there was there ever a match that you watched and you were just like, holy shit, even from where I'm standing doing my job, that thing blew my mind? Yeah. Okay. Um, CM Punk and Chris Hero... Uh, the IWA Mid South oh. one that went over the hour, the ninety-three yeah, yeah. minute one. Oh my God! I, <laughs> I got done watching that, and I don't know if I was just blown up just from the match itself, or from doing an hour and a half match together. But afterwards, I was just like, that was just incredible. Yeah, like I was just that was one of the first matches that actually blew my mind that I taped, okay. except for the death matches. Death matches, right? But you like that's it, for a different reason match, sometimes, right? You're yeah. just like you can't believe what you just saw. Yeah, like okay. but as far as wrestling matches go, that was. Uh, and stuff with uh, Eddie Guerrero, CM Punk, and Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of those three wrestles. It was, that's wild. You yeah, you, you were there for all that stuff, right? Yeah. We were there with uh, Rey Mysterio and, uh, and Eddie Guerrero. And Eddie Guerrero was teaching Rey Mysterio stuff in the ring. And it's like you see Rey Mysterio, and then you're like, wow. And he's actually in the ring learning that's and it crazy. was it was ridiculous. It was just so much fun. That's nuts. So much fun. How do you feel about when guys uh, brawl into the crowd, and they go over the guardrails, and then they come back to the other side, and they go back over again? <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I'm not young anymore. Getting over that guardrail hurts my balls. Something fierce. <laughs> what about when you're doing a, a live edit and you're you're, stra- you're you're strapped into a cord? Oh, that's even better. Yeah, because then I don't, I can't go over the rail. So. Uh, then they're just shit out of luck, but... How do you feel about uh, ringside photographers? Um, I don't mind ringside photographers. No? Uh, no. You just want them to stay out of your fucking way, right? Just stay out of my way. Stay off the stay off the hard camera side. That's about it. Because you can't really see... You have a feel for where you're going, but you can't... You're not looking to see no. where you're going while you're no. videotaping. The only thing I, I don't like if they're standing in front of the hard camera, because then people are looking... Like when they watch the thing back, they're seeing somebody's head. 
and I don't like that. But besides that, I don't care. You ever been uh, clipped by a dive? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, many a times. Uh, many a times. I feel like you many almost times. took a dive uh, a few months ago at AIW. Very close. I was going to say, I feel like you've gotten close. I feel like when I'm setting up to dive, I'm always like, it's in my mind. It's like, all right, where's Gary? Yeah, you he had know? a couple times. Some people don't even care, don't watch, but you, like, I know, like, even, like, in the ring, you'll call, yeah. like, let me know ahead of time, give me a little yiggy or something. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, bump never really, like, taken out, but bumped a bunch of times, but never taken out. I was going to say, is there ever, like, a real bad one where you got, like... No, I had Terry Funk throw chairs at me. <laughs> that was in uh, 3PW in, uh, in uh, Philly. Uh, yeah, I had the camera close up me a couple times. That was never a fun thing either. That shuts the camera down, so oh. we had to figure out how to stop that from happening. So, Yeah. What's the hardest thing to film and record while you're, you're there? Hardest doing? thing to film? Yeah. Like while you know while you're in the moment, and maybe it's a death match, or maybe it's the dives. Because um, you got to get the shot, but you also got to protect yourself. When there's yeah. maybe 50 to 100 light tubes laying in a corner, and somebody's coming right at them in the corner, and <laughs> oh, you're either yeah. standing there and taking the shot, or you're gonna get to the side and take the shot and not take the glass. Right. I've learned over the years, stand to the side. <laughs> so so I, I guess as we wind it down. What's uh you know what's the future hold for Smart Mark Gary? How long um, are you gonna do this forever? I'm gonna do it as long as I possibly can. As long as your body allows. Yeah, probably. I say I got at least ten more years in me. Yeah, how's the body holding up? How how's yeah. the back? How are the knees? Well, not only sore, to not sore, sore, sore. Got it. Because I guess people don't think about that, but you have to stand for hours. No, at I time. can't even I'm, imagine. I I'm can't. there for four oh. hours of a show, holding a camera, taping, plus the promos beforehand. So. And then don't forget about the, the driving. Yeah, and long right, drives. We're going everywhere, too. Yes. Oh, he doesn't drive. I, <laughs> I, just, I share the drive. Shannon does the most of the drive, but, but we share the drive. He's in the car, though. He's riding in the yes, car. Yes, I'm still in the car. Right, getting all crunched up after you've been standing on your feet yeah. and with your knees and, and with your back. And, and, and yes, Gary yeah. has a posse. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's on our podcast equipment. <laughs> Gary has a posse sticker. That's right. <laughs> Who made those? Um, I believe it was Robles, but I'm not 100% sure, but I believe it was Robles. One last question okay. I got for you. Eric Ryan wants to know why you weren't there for his 12th birthday. Yeah. Because he says you're his father. He he is my son. Um, I was busy yard sailing, <laughs> so I couldn't make his birthday party. Was that perhaps the day that you met Mike Burns? It might have been the day I met Mike Burns. <laughs> oh. It's so Eric's, Eric's mom was at a flea from from a flea market. I I think I met her at the flea market also. Oh, <laughs> I don't think she was for sale, but plot <laughs> thickens. <laughs> wow. Uh, I told him he better quit that deathmatch wrestling if he's if I'm gonna, you know, keep him as my son though. No son of mine's gonna be no deathmatch wrestling. No son of mine's gonna be death wrestling. Damn straight. Because <laughs> so. you because you know what it's like. You've experienced it. You I've lived it. I've seen what it's like. I see what these guys go through. I everybody that does these the deathmatches. I, every one of them, no matter if it's one of the worst deathmatch guys, one of the best deathmatch guys, they're a deathmatch guy. They're going out there, they're putting their bodies on the line every time they get in the ring and do a deathmatch. And I just, I thank them for what they do. I thank anybody that wrestles, that gets in the ring, because no matter what you're doing in the ring, there's always that chance that you're going to get hurt. I've seen so many guys get hurt doing something as simple as running the ropes. I, I know you've seen it, Colin. <laughs> what's, what's, um, what's the worst injury that you videotaped, you think? That I videotaped had to be uh, 
Nick Gage. Um, probably the worst injury I ever saw. The was, when he got life, yeah, the life flight. That was that was insane. Um, what what goes through your mind? I know we're winding this down, but that just triggered something. What goes through your mind when you see something like that? You know it's not going. I mean, for me, uh, I think of Flip Kendrick. Right, absolution, something like that happens. Yeah, I try not to think about Flip Kendrick. I see it every time I close my eyes, though. Yeah, but but you know, you're sitting there filming it. Is your natural reaction to try to help these guys or no? Keep going. Not you at all. There's somebody else there to do it. Yeah, I, I I'm there to do a job, and I got to keep doing my job. Just the other uh, the other AIW show during the the JT Lightning show when Matt Justice took the doofer on the head right on the floor. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know I. I think he's awesome. He's a great guy. And I see him there. He is banging his face right off the mat and or off the wooden floor. And you don't even think about it. You just keep doing your job. Afterwards, you're like, is he all right? But, yeah. you know, the time it happens, you don't. Do you try to get a better shot? Always try like, to get a better like, shot. Let me get, the, let me get the blood. Let me Always see the blood. try to get the blood. Okay. <laughs> Good looking It's what out. people want to see. It's what the fans want to see. So you got to. I don't ever want to see that Flip Kendrick thing ever again in my life. No. I Scary. Mean, I never watched it. Terrifying. It was, it was very terrifying. I mean, sitting no right way. there. Yeah. I, I haven't... I, no offense to you guys, but I intentionally have not watched that match because of that. I, I mean, I can't... I ran away from ringside. I was in the match. The match That's completed. True. They had to get me from somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Not I believe it. Yeah. Well, give us a, give us a happy thought. A happy memory. To wrap this thing up here, Gary, because I know you got work to do. Happy, You're a happy thought. A ha- happy thought is anytime I'm at a wrestling show videotaping. This I'm is a happy place. If I didn't like doing it, I wouldn't be here. Or the weddings, all the weddings. Yeah. No, that's all the thing. The, when's the, the last time you filmed yeah. a wedding? Uh, 1989. <laughs> <laughs> if, oh my God. if any of us involved in wrestling were to say, Gary, we're getting married, we want you to do our wedding, would you do it? Without a doubt. Yeah. There you go. There it is, Colin. He's going to film my third. Everybody, <laughs> Not my first or second. I want every, you on that third every, one. Everybody says that everybody in wrestling is family, that everybody's, yeah. everybody's their brothers and everybody's family. I feel like I'm part of it. I might not be in the ring doing it, but but I'm still here. That's why, we, here all these that's why we wanted so. you to be on the podcast. You know, I appreciate get, it. You know, get uh, get your story I thought it was there. a rib. I thought this <laughs> was my big rib. rib. No. This is never going to air. Longer. This is a big rib. I know it. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> This is not a secret Dave the Potato uh, episode. <laughs> awesome. Well, his this, was so bad it never ended. This will make it. Was his bad? Yeah. The potato? Okay. Yeah, it was bad. Hopefully mine wasn't that bad. No, it was great. No, so. we we uh, finished yours, so. Good. His, we didn't even do that. I appreciate <laughs> it. Well, for Smart Mark Gary, for John Thorne, for Colin Delaney, my name is Steve Guy. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. I know we could go hours, but Gary's got promos to film. And I then, do. We got to get set up. And then a show. <laughs> So uh, we'll talk to you guys next week here on The Card is Going to Change. Thanks a lot, guys.